0: You won't be surprised to hear that Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò stands with Father Altman. Yes, the bishop who has done more to shed light on the situation with McCarrick and the state of the church has announced publicly that he stands with Father Altman. Though he doesn't say it explicitly, but it's clear in what I have for you today that that is the purpose of his statement, at least one of those purposes. Father Altman, as you recall, is the priest who stated the obvious that you cannot be part of the coterie of Moloch and remain in good standing with the church. For saying this, his bishop has announced that he will fraternally correct him. This announcement, of course, has led to many Catholics voicing support for the priest and many Catholics driving long distance to attend his masses. The fraternal correction has had the opposite of the intended effect, causing the faithful to rally around the good priest who was doing his job. Now, likely to the chagrin of his bishop, Archbishop Vigano voices support for his position. He did so in an interview with Marco Tossati. Since it's an interview, I won't read it verbatim, but I'll have a link for it on the show notes in the show notes for this podcast. But here I will provide some highlights, and one in particular is a doozy, as Vigano explains how the Church in America found itself in the position it is in today, and it's a topic that I plan to dedicate a full video on in the future. Maybe I should finally get to that. <laughs> I've been talking about doing this for many months now. But let's dive into this because this is an important topic. But first, I wanted to say thanks to the patrons of this channel, whose support keeps these messages coming. Your support is deeply appreciated. If you want to support the work of this channel, especially in these times when Catholic Voices for Truth are quietly being pushed aside and things seem very uncertain you can do so by clicking that join button below your screen if you're on YouTube, or by joining us on Patreon or Subscribestar. Options in general are in the description box of this podcast episode. Supporting the work of Catholic Voices helps keep these messages coming. So thank you, and again, thank you to our patrons of this channel. Now, on to our story. On top of that, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. It helps out a lot. And if you've been subscribed, make sure you have that notification bell on if you're watching on YouTube. Anyway, Vigano has a lot to say to the Italian journalist. If you want to read the full interview, it's on LifeSite News. I have a direct link to the interview on the sources blog at returntotradition.org in the show notes for this podcast episode. And I post my sources there for everything in case you want to know where I put, you know, other episode information at. And I do that to preserve them for the long term. Anyway, according to Viganò, the source of the situation in the church where high-profile ca- Catholics have embraced the lies of Moloch in the years after the Second Vatican Council comes from, well, the council. I'm sure you're surprised by this assertion. In Viganò's own words on the matter, quote, In 1967, two years after the close of the Second Vatican Council, another Jesuit, Father Vincent O'Keefe S.J., whom Bergoglio, as provincial of the Society of Jesus, must have known, as O'Keefe was vicar general under Father Pedro Arupe, as president of Fordham University, together with then rector of the University of Notre Dame, Father Theodore M. Hesburgh, organized a meeting of all the heads of the North American Catholic universities in the United States at Lando Lakes in Wisconsin. During the meeting, they signed a document known as the Lando Lake Statement, which declared the independence of their Catholic universities and colleges from all authority and all bonds of fidelity to the magisterium of the Church. This document, which I vigorously denounced in my report to Bergoglio and the competent Roman dicasteries, had devastating consequences for the Church and civil society in the United States. It is not surprising, then, that the formation of hundreds of thousands of young Catholics, some of whom later became secular leaders, Has led to this betrayal of the gospel whose disastrous consequences we see today. It is also not surprising that Theodore McCarrick, then president of the Catholic University of Puerto Rico, was among the signatories of that underhanded document. And mostly quote Ah, yes, the Lando Lake statement. The Cardinal Newman Society has a good summary of what this is in greater detail. If you're not familiar with the Cardinal Newman Society, they put out a list every year of Catholic universities that faithful Catholics should actually send their students to. And you can do so safely. So, remember that, the Cardinal Newman Society. Quoting their website on this document, quote, Over the course of just a few years following the statement, most Catholic colleges and universities in America shed their legal ties to the church and handed their institutions over to independent boards of trustees. In the quest for secular prestige and government funding, many went so far as to remove the crucifixes from their classroom walls and to represent their Catholic identity in historical terms, such as, in the Jesuit tradition. The impact of secularization deepened over the next few decades. Many Catholic colleges and universities weakened their core curricula in favor of the Harvard model of electives and specialization, adopting notions of academic independence, embraced relativism and the spirit of the age, and largely abandoned the project of forming young people for Christ outside the classroom. and mostly quote. So I'm sure you're not surprised that the state of Catholic higher education has had an impact on the church in this manner. A great deal of ink has been spilled on this subject, and I'll probably do a podcast on it in the future, like I said before. The interesting thing about this is that it took until the 1990s for the Vatican to respond in a meaningful way, issuing a document reminding that the Catholic higher education system that they were the rightful property of the church, <laughs> that they were beholden to the Vatican. That was largely ignored, though some Catholic universities have embraced this statement. It was the Ex uh, ex corde Ecclesia statement, and others have attempted to restore their Catholic traditions. It's had mixed results, but the effort in some places has been put in. But that's a topic for another time. Vigano goes on, saying that the actions of the council are responsible for the spirit of the 1960s themselves, and this flowed into the universities, leading to, quote, generations of Catholics were formed according to the modernist ideology. This should be logical because, as Francis likes to remind us, everything is connected. At least it is in the case of the hierarchy in front of the entire world making substantial changes to the relationship between church and the laity and the world. I mean, how could that not have had consequences? This had real consequences for the institution of the church on on down the line. We see it today in the manner in which Catholic organizations who are engaged in works of mercy operate, as well as in the behavior of Catholics in the broader world shouldn't be surprising, then, that so many Catholics have embraced the coterie of Moloch, claiming that the Moloch issue is on the same substantive level as mundane issues. Take a look at the comment section on Facebook or replies on Twitter from posts on the subject from the National Catholic Register and CNA and others, if you don't believe me, though I'm certain you've seen it for yourself. What we're seeing is, well, in the more common parlance among Catholics, it's the seamless garment idea, and we see it broadly. We see it everywhere. And it was designed to make certain things acceptable for Catholics. It was the hierarchy and the clergy, who are proponents and servants of modernism, that are the cause of this, according to Viganot. The USCCB tried issuing directives to correct this issue, but it was McCarrick and Archbishop Wilton Gregory, working together, who prevented the implementation of that response. McCarrick is the gift that keeps on giving, it seems, and he is still having an impact on the church. And this impact is rooted in the council, which had a wide ranging effect on society. Vigano lists numerous examples from the year 1968, and <laughs> they're all incredible. He called the Council a green light for the world to institute a Novus Ordo Seclorum. Quote, Beyond the acts of the Council, it was precisely the spirit of Vatican II that marked the end of a hierarchically constituted society and of the traditional values common to the Western world. Until then, concepts such as authority, honor, respect for the elderly, a spirit of mortification and service, a sense of duty, the importance of family, were shared and, albeit in a weakened form compared to the past, still practiced. And mostly, quote, Some people will bristle and some in the opinion class already have, but this was an observation of mine some years ago, put much more eloquently by Vigano than I ever could. The steadfast, rock-solid institution, the Catholic Church, opened its windows to the world, and the values of the world came pouring in, and the sanctification offered by the church was roundly declined by the world. It's no coincidence that the council closed in 1965, and thereafter the world became a much more, shall we say, entertaining place, to put it mildly, and not in a good way. Vigano lays it out in his interview, and I recommend you read it. I could go on and on. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments. The consequences of the Lando Lake statement for the church has been considerable. Logical consequences of Catholic universities essentially becoming Catholic-themed secular institutions is not to be underestimated. But again, let me know what you think about this, and please pray for Archbishop Vigano, Father Altman, and his bishop. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.